base. What is chuppah? Yes, chuppah lipsulot. So there are many transitional moments in our lives, and uh, one of those transitional moments is marriage, particularly for a woman. So we understand the transition that happens at the time of the uh, of, of the kiddushin, because the chuppah, the marriage is made up of two pieces: the erusin, the kiddushin, which is the giving of the ring, which doesn't have to be done under the chuppah. Theoretically, that could be done after the kabbalas ponim and the. Uh, Badeking, and then he could give her the ring inside and come outside for the chuppah afterwards. Um, and as we know, there used to be a year between the, the Erusin and the Nisum. So the, but the giving of the ring is a moment of transition, and we understand that because there's a Kenyan. He gives her the ring and he says, and she accepts it. Uh, from that moment, she is an Eshet Ish. She's no longer a single woman. From that moment, she's a married woman. And, and yet their relationship doesn't start until after the chuppah. Uh, which in our in our world is a few minutes later after the Sheva Baruch is under the Chuppah. That's when that's out. So what is Chuppah? It's not really a Kenyan. Uh, what is the Kenyan? What is the nature? What is the transition that takes place? And you've got a good example in, in this Gemara of how the Gemara uses Halacha to understand the metaphysics as well. We're looking at what happens in the transition. What is the transition? How does it work? Our only source is the Halacha. Uh, and that's as we said in the Shir the other night is that since the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, you find Hashem in in Halacha when you're discussing Halacha. Uh, and as we said, then also Halacha doesn't mean dinim; it doesn't mean just knowing what's right and wrong. It's in, engrossing, immersing yourself in the thinking of Halacha. That's what Halacha means, and that's where we find Hashem. You don't find Hashem in is really important. It means you don't find Hashem in Davni. That's not where you find Hashem. Of course, we've got a Davin, but that's not where you find Hashem. A lot of people say, eh, for me, davening is the main thing. Learning is not, I've got a shir as well, that's nice. That's, that's not the Torah perspective. The Torah perspective is you engage with Hashem in learning. You've got a Davin also. Davening is you talking to Hashem. Halacha is Hashem talking to you. And we're so used to like talking that we like davening. Davening Hashem has to listen. I'm talking. That's what I like to do. I like to do the talking. No, halacha is what's important. Listen to the Rebbein Shalom. Uh, and that's why as important as it is to, to get ready for davening and to be in time for davening, it's, it's even more important not to miss a moment of the halacha, because if you miss a moment of the halacha, then, then, then one's out of it. You're not listening. So it's a halacha, when we sit and we learn uh, for, for a few minutes before davening, we're listening. Before we, before we start speaking, we're listening. What has the Rebbe Hashem got to say? What has the Rebbe Hashem got to say about, about transitions in life, and particularly about chuppah? And what's fascinating is, just as last week we had from Pashas Kadoshim, we had a whole lot of psukim from Pashas Kadoshim last week. This week, today, we've got Pashas Emma, we've got this week's Pashas. It's, it's peculiar, it's, it's bizarre how the how often these, these things happen. Uh, so what with the Chumash that we learn and as an introduction to today's Gemara is from, from the Parashat. So we're doing Parashat at the same time. Uh, and, uh, and, and you'll see how the Gemara works with Halacha. So let's, let's, let's have a look at it, starting with, with the Psukim. For Chohen, well, let me just take one step back. One of the ways the, the Halacha works with understanding the metaphysics is to look at areas where we've got abundant Halachot. And therefore, we, we can get information. So if we want to look at the moment of transition when a woman gets married, whether it's Erusin or Nisuin, we're looking particularly at Nisuin, one of the things the Gemara uses is the laws of Truma. 
because that's something that changes in a moment. Say, for example, a, a woman who's from a, a home of Yisraelim marries a Kohen. There's a point at which she can start eating truma. There's a point at which if she eats truma, it's an, an isodoraisa, it's a terror, terror prohibition. And there's another point at which she's allowed to eat truma. When does that moment happen? Because if we can pinpoint that moment, then we understand how the transition works. So in halacha, we often do that. So here we get into laws of truma, not because we're studying truma. As you'll see in the, in the sources, we're looking at the transition of chuppah. What are my sources? Rambam hilchus trumas. Uh, what's truma got to do with, 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 uh, with chuppah? Well, we'll see. So in our parsha, a kohen ki nefesh kinyan kaspo, a kohen who acquires human beings. Now again, we're not going to get into that whole thing. Well, let's translate it a, different, a little differently. A kohen who invests in the life of another being. And one can do that through employing people through the dinim of avdus or through marriage. Who yochalbo, he can eat in eat truma, of course. And people born into his house can eat his bread, which is truma. Says Rashi, what does yelid beito mean? From here we learn that the wife of a kohen, even if she's not from a family of kohenim, can eat truma as well. That's the posuk. That's the source of that halacha. So now we know when a woman gets married, she can eat truma. From when? From what moment? And we see further on, on the other hand, if a, a woman from a Kohen family marries out to a Yisrael family, she's got to stop eating truma. So once again, we've got a moment of transition. She can eat truma as an unmarried girl because she's from a Kohen family. And then at a certain moment in time, she's got to stop eating truma. What is that moment? Says the Mishnah in Ksubis, We've got to pull from various different places. That's why it's quite difficult. When you get into these unfamiliar areas, it's not all in one place. It says the Mishnah in Ksubis, Ein ha'isha ochelet bitruma ad shitikanes lechupa. The moment of transition is chupa. That's when she can start eating truma. Before the chupa she can't, after the chupa she can. Now the Rambam is, is just so important in so many, many different ways. But one of them in a very basic way is when you're dealing with unfamiliar territory, the Rambam brings it all together. And you, and you get a very clear understanding of the principles just by reading through the Rambam. <coughs> so in, in Perik Vov and Hilchus Trumas, the Rambam lays out these halachot. And we need all of this to understand our Gemara. Yisraeli chenisait lekohen, about Yisrael, marries a kohen, tochal bitruma vechazei veshok. She's allowed to eat truma and the chazei veshok, the things that, that the passes of the korban, the parts of the korban that only a kohen may eat. V'din Torah shetochal mishenit arsa, sharehi kinyano. Mida oraisa, when can she eat from? The moment he invests in her. When does he invest in her? When he gives her the ring, kiddushin. <laughs> I will say to me, says the Rambam, doesn't everybody know the Mishnah and Ksubis that you, she doesn't eat until she has, comes out of the Chuba? Says the Rambam, that's me, the Rabbonon. The Rabbonon said she's got to wait till after the Chuba. Because after the Erusin, she used to go back home, and for a year she would live at home with her family. And, and they're afraid that she'll go, go out with her, with her arus, with her betrothed. They'll be eating truma, and she'll take some home for her family. She'll forget that it's truma, she can't take it home. 
So best until you actually move in with the with the coin and you you start your life together. Until that time, there's no no eating of truma. But that's midrabon. And then uvat coin k'tilish zar. If a coin girl marries a yisrael, he bitrumatakal shimlo teachal. Shnei nyanim nichlulu belavze. There are two principles in this prohibition. One. If a bat kohen has a relationship with somebody she's not allowed to have a relationship with. And you remember from, from our previous Gemara, which makes her a zona or a chalala, she then has the din of a chalal, uh, just like the child of a of a kohen who marries a gerusha, a divorcee, that child is not a kohen. He has the din of a zar, even though genetically he's a kohen, but he's not a kohen, and he can't eat trumas. So also, a, a woman who's had relationships with somebody she's not allowed to have relationships with is not allowed to eat truma ever again in her life. Ve'imti naseli Yisrael harehi asurale chol b'muram kodshim, and if she marries a, a Yisrael, a kosher Yisrael, she can't eat. From the, from the korbonus, afal pishi kishah, mate, even after divorce or, or she's widowed, aval truma ochelet achal shikishah Yisrael, but truma she can go back to eating after she's divorced from her kohen husband, from a Yisrael husband, if she's left without children. Okay, that, that's the part that we need, need there. Let's go on in the Rambam from Hilchus Ishut, Perikyut. Ha'arusa asura lebala medivre sofrim kol manshi bevet once Kiddushin has taken place, so she's been given the ring, but that's it. She, she and her husband can't be together yet. They're not allowed to be together yet. She's, although she's an Eishet Ish for everybody else, the two of them can't yet be intimate. And so on. Um, this is important in order to understand what a chuppah is. Until... She until he brings her home, he takes her to his home. Then it's then it, that then then they can be together. The yitiachedima and he's alone with her. All the guests from the wedding have gone, and they've got they don't then go on honeymoon. They go home because that's the that's part of the marriage. Later on, they can go go on vacation, but but a honeymoon interrupts the process of getting married. Getting married is this a public thing that we do with this chuppah and kiddushin, and everybody participates, and then we go home together. And he separates her from her family and from her friends and from his friends. It's just you and me now. Don't forget, in, in Jewish life, that's the first time in their lives that they're alone together. They're not allowed to be alone together before then. And that's how in secular lives, these things, this gets messed up. Because the marriage is like half done and sometimes fully done before they get married. So when do they, so what is married? And for them, that's the first time that they're alone together. For yichud zeh, and that yichud, that's chuppah. And that's marriage. Which is why we do yichud after the chuppah. Because that's the, at least, at least that, if they're not going to go home or they're going to go home later, whatever, at least let them be alone together for a period of time so that the marriage is complete. That is the chuppah. That's nisun. That being alone together. 
says the Gemara in Kiddushan. Again, we're all over the place, but just we're bringing it together for the, at least from a subject content perspective, this is all connected. A din of Rav Huna. The Haloch is actually not like Rav Huna, but our whole Gemara is based on Rav Huna. So let's deal with Rav Huna for a moment. Chupa kone mikalva chomer. A chupa without Kiddushin. What happens if a person didn't give a ring? He just did chupa. And, and this has, uh, has ramifications, again, for modern life today, secular life. A guy and a girl move in together. There's no Kiddushin. But there is kind of chupa. That's what they're doing. They're living together publicly. That's chupa. Does it work? Are they married? Are they not? This has implications for Gitin. It has implications for Mamzerut. It's all sorts of things it has implications for. Says Ravuni, absolutely. Chupa works even without Kiddushin. From a kalva chomer, if he just gives her a ring, she can't yet eat truma if he's a kohen. But the kinyan is a good kinyan. After chupa, she's allowed to eat truma. Surely the kinyan, surely it's a stronger kinyan. So that that's Rav Huna's din, um, and leads us to our Gemara in Yevomus. Our Gemara in Yevomus, is a machlokes Rav and Shmuel in understanding Rav Huna's din. Again, Rav Huna's din, and by the way, there are dozens of different ways to learn this machlokes Rav and Shmuel and Rav Huna. It gets so complicated. I'm just trying to simplify it because we've got 20 minutes and now we've only got five minutes, if that. Um, what, what is Rav and, and Shmuel, what do they, they say? Rav says this, which Rav Huna says, that chupa alone works. Yesh chupa lipsulot, even if the chupa is a, a, an incorrect chupa. It's a coin marrying somebody he's not allowed to marry. A coin is having a chupa with, a, with an almana, with a, with a widow. Or a regular coin is having a chupa with a grusha, with a divorcee. What is the status of that chupa? How much does that work? Does that also work? Is that a legitimate chupa? On the one hand, if chupa, as the Rambam says, simply means getting together, then they're getting together. But if chupa is a religious process, and this religious process is not allowed to be, then what is the value of their getting together? That's the machlokes Rav and Shmuel. Rav says, yesh chupa lipsulot, even if it's pasul, it's a good chupa. Ushmuel amar en chupa lipsulot, and Shmuel says it isn't. Says Rashi, what does that mean? Kohen gadol shichnis almana bat kohen lechupa. For example, a kohen gadol that has a chupa with, with an almana, or a um, or, or ordinary kohen with a grusha, same thing. Velo ba'alea. And they don't have relationships yet. And they didn't do kiddush. He didn't give her a ring. All he's done is a chuppah. She can no longer eat truma from her father's house. Says Rashi, an amazing thing, because a chuppah is like having sexual relationships. That's what a chuppah is. The fact that they're alone together we don't go into the detail of what they did when they were alone together. None of our business. We make assumptions. And the assumption is they're together. And therefore, there's a physical connection. That physical connection, it's not a halakhi connection. It's a physical connection. If it's a physical connection, they're connected. If they're connected, she can no longer eat truma. So here, yeah, which one? Yes, that's why as the Rambam said. He takes her and he's machnisa and so on. Does the coin also get pasul? Does the coin also get pasul? Um, no. He, he has cert, certain dinim of pasul. Uh, that's a whole section of the Rambam. You're right, we should look at that. Rav and Tosfat says, we're talking here according to Rashi that there was not a, an Erusin before. He didn't give her a, room, a, a ring. 
And the reason is because Rav holds Bechupa de Krovale Bia. Chupa is the beginning of a process of, of sexual intercourse. That's, that's where it starts. It starts, and that's why the laws of Yichud are so important. That's how Halacha sees Yichud. When a man and a lone are alone together, something is starting. Now, it might not continue, but something has started. And we've got to be sensitive to that fact that something has started. And therefore, the, 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 it has halachic significance. For time at Rav, Rav who says, Because Rav holds also, this chupa has certain implications. It has implications in the laws of Sota. It has in the implications in the laws of Eshet Ish. There are all sorts of things that this chupa has, even though it's psula. The fact that they're together changes her status. That's just the fact of it. But Shmuel holds differently. Shmuel lama en chupa lipsulot, to chupa lo mahani ela bekashrut. Shmuel says chupa has, is a halachic process. And if the halachic process is forbidden, you can't say they've started something. They've started nothing halachically. They're just behaving badly, but they're doing nothing halachically. So you've got Rav and Shmuel looking at it so, so differently through, through different eyes. And and the perspective of what we, we see just looking at Rav and Shmuel's lenses is the, the issue is when a halachic, when a physical action is halachically invalid, how much credence do we give to the action? Do we look at it through halachic eyes and say, it's nothing, nothing happened? Or do we look at it through practical eyes and say, what do you mean nothing happened? Of course something happened. Um, and, and that's a different way of looking. And it's interesting, Rav and Shmuel have such different worldviews and so much of the Gemara is built on Rav and Shmuel, not just in this area. One of the things I've always wanted to do but never had the chance to do it is like take all of Rav's denim and all of Shmuel's denim and understand the different perspectives, the different worldviews. But this is one such example where, where Rav says, uh, the, the fact is chuppah is a physical thing. Like, you know, the Rambam says, what is chuppah? You get together. Uh, and you exclude everybody else, and you're alone together, that's chuppah. It's not a halachic thing, it's a physical thing with halachic ramifications. It's a little bit like Yibum, where we said, Yibum, you don't need kavanah, and you don't have to have for the mitzvah. It's a physical thing. You get together with a girl and something, and then there are a whole lot of implications. Chuppah says, Rav, you get together with a girl, and there are a whole lot of implications. No, says Shmuel, this is not just you get together with a girl. Chuppah is in itself a religious a ceremony that has, has certain requirements and if you don't do it according to the requirements we don't give it validity and that would not mean that the girl can no longer eat truma because halakhiti nothing has happened.